the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Now, it's been a, quite a ride this year. At the end of the last year, you know, you had a, a couple canceled fights, but man, you ran the table so far. Two solid wins, four and two in the UFC so far overall. How different do you feel now compared to, let's say, your UFC debut? Oh, I mean, it's it's night and day. You know, I've uh, I've had uh, half my fights in the UFC and half outside, and I've definitely uh, done most of my growing inside the UFC. And, you know, I'm only getting better. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the path that I'm going on right now. Um, with the, the growth, right? And what what have you seen yourself grow more? Is it more on the mental side? Is it more on the physical side? Is it more on the preparation? What is it? I, I want to say like those first few years is more on the physical side and, and uh, skill wise. Um, but lately, you know, just with these past few wins, uh, it's really helped my like confidence, you know, that just proving to myself that I, that I do belong here. And even uh, with the best of the division and so it, it's helped out a lot. You know, now you're going to end up facing this guy, Benito Lopez, man. We almost forgot about him. You know what I mean? It's been so long <laughs> since he's, you know, been in the octagon. So it's it's hard to say, like, how good he is now compared to, you know, back then. But just looking at him, you know, and his past fights in the UFC, what can you assess about his skill set? Uh, j- just like the frame that he has. You know, he's, he's, I think, an inch taller than me, a little bit longer to reach. Um so it, it's definitely going to be like a challenge, a different challenge from the fights I've had previously. You know, uh, everyone I fought has been a little bit shorter and kind of similar style. So um, uh, I'm excited for it. You know, he's kind of long range. He likes to keep his distance. So it, it's a good challenge for me and I'm, I'm ready to face it. Definitely. And, you know, a lot of questions surrounding him. There's this element of surprise, you know, in this matchup. You know, how do you approach this mentally? Uh, I, I try not to think about it too much, you know. I've seen his past fights and I'm expecting him to be better and improved, but kind of pretty much the same, you know, um, you know, and even from my last fight, I've grown quite a bit. So I don't think you're going to see the same, the same me that you saw in this Kelleher fight. I think you're going to see a, a different, better improved version too. So that's something for them to worry about as well. Going back to the Kelleher fight, you said after the fight that, you know, you, you expected, go all three rounds you expected a tougher fight so when you go in there and and you finish it early you know is there like a a little part of you like that's not satisfied you know what i mean with with that fight yeah it it took a little bit to sink in you know it it took like a week to realize like what i had done um but man it it was super satisfying and like uh, uh, i got confidence from it knowing that you know i'm ready for three rounds but if i get after it in the first round and and go through my transitions and I, I can find a submission or a finish against someone, you know, as good as Kelleher. Yeah. Keller, he's had so many fights and he's fought some of the, the top guys in the division and, you know, he's game no matter what. So, you know, coming off that, you said the confidence is, is growing. Um, was that the biggest win so far in your career? Do you think? Oh yeah. Especially, uh, you know, with his record and, I think he had like 15 or 16 UFC fights. I've only had, you know, 12 total fights. So, yeah, it, it, it was definitely, definitely pretty big. Yeah. Now, um, your opponent, three years away. What's the longest you've ever had away from competition? I want to say 
maybe close to two years. Okay. Um, but that was like during amateurs days. Mm -hmm. I think I had like a two year break between amateur and then going pro. So I, I can only imagine, you know, right when you're in the UFC, you take three years off. I can imagine it's not a good thing. So we'll see. We'll why, see. why did you have that gap between? Uh, just moving to Arizona, finding a job, trying to, you know, pay the bills and also pursue, pursue this dream. You know, it's not easy. So, uh, you know, like once I got to the UFC, obviously the first thing I did with that first paycheck was just quit my job and then focus on training. So, um, that was, that was my, my thing. When you, when you became, when you turned pro, right, you, you had that long layoff. How did you feel when you entered the cage? I felt good. I felt, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say the word anxious, but I was just super ready to get it going, you know, and that first fight, I think last like a minute or something. Um, but I felt ready. So, and that, that's what I'm thinking with him in this three years off, I think it's going to feel like a debut to him all over again. So, and that's like anxiety in itself, you know, in the biggest organization. So uh, I can only imagine, you know, when you step outside of that and, and, and look at like, let's say your teammates that are at the top of the game, like yourself, you know, in UFC, Bellator, PFL, there's so many organizations that have great fighters. Have you seen certain problems and issues that that they went through? I don't I don't want to say it like names, but have you seen some of them? Oh yeah, that's life in general. You know, some guys have, you know, I, I've been around for a long time. I've seen a lot of people come and go, and it's just different things. It could be, you know, like a a girlfriend, a crazy girlfriend, or like maybe some guys like to go out and party too much, or they're maybe they're in their own head, and so that kind of delays them, you know, or like an issue that kind of I had like finding a part-time job to where I could pay the bills and be consistent in training. So that life in general, sometimes you could give up, right? It's just, you get frustrated. It's not really about the training. It's just everything that you need to like adjust in your life to allow yourself to train and become better every day. Yeah. And that that's it right there. It's not really the training. It's, it's the outside life that sometimes, will affect your training and, and how you're progressing. So, but every person has like their own little thing that they're going through and it's all a matter of how you, how you get through it and, and overcome those, those uh, difficulties. Yeah. Sometimes I try to sit back and, and try to think about what is going on. I mean, in a fighter's life that could affect them inside that cage. Cause sometimes they don't look like themselves in fights, right? They just like, they're, you know, like even like, you know, you, you dissect like the psychology of their like body language and stuff like that. Like, you remember the Aldo fight and Joe Rogan was saying, Aldo doesn't look like himself. Remember when he was when you when he stepped in against Connor? And mm -hmm. do you think there was something to that? Oh, there could be, you know, that and that could just be leading up to the fight. You know, this big moment against a big name. It could have been the the anxiety getting to him and maybe the fear of losing and, you know, and maybe he kind of projected that and. And, you know, that's exactly what happened, you know? Yeah, and there's a lot of weight to being the greatest of all time of your division, right? Against yeah. that. It's a loud mouth that he's, you know, he's very confident against you to telling you he's going to knock you out. Yeah, it's so, uh, it's so interesting. It's not like other sports, man. Yeah, sometimes people forget, like, you know, fighters, we're just normal humans, too. We got our own little issues and, and our own lives. And, like, I, I always see this clip on Instagram. It's a... Uh, I forget the two fighters. I know one of them was Andre Yule 
and someone else. But anyways, I think uh, John Anik was like, um, both fighters going through custody battles with their children and, oh, and with yeah. their, and like, I'm just like, damn, like putting it out there like that. But then you realize like, yeah, people have normal issues like that. So uh, like I said, everyone has their own things that they're dealing with. Yeah, it's good to hear us. I know exactly. That, I know who you're, I've interviewed him before. Yeah, I interviewed both guys. You know, what I mean, I know I've talked to them both about you know their their custody battles and, and struggling while they're fighting at the, the the highest level. Yeah, I I can only imagine like yeah. any little thing like if for me like if I forget to change my oil in my car and I'm during during camp I'm kind of stressing about that. So yeah. I can only imagine something like what they went through. So I don't know. You really got to work on your life you make sure things are good in your outside life to where it doesn't affect uh your career that's what makes john jones so incredible that he could just have dude <laughs> he can do it i don't know what's up with him he doesn't care he's like i'll go do whatever and fight the <laughs> yeah. best fight of my life exactly um you you know it's around four months between fights right outside of the the lab you know where do you have you trained other spots no um the last place i trained was up in in nevada and that's when i was an amateur and it got shut down so that's why i made the move down here to phoenix and uh, i had a list of gyms i was going to check out but once i went to the lab i just uh i, I like the environment uh i love coach the way he he talks to the fighters and uh yeah once i got there i just i've never left so you know, it's become a hotbed now, right? Arizona, just the state is just, you got the lab, you got fight ready and you got a bunch of other gyms as well that fighters train out of just uh, incredible wrestling on top of that. Right. With, uh, with, right. The, with the universities out there and you guys get a lot of the wrestlers coming in. How has it been, you know, elevating that aspect of your game at the lab? Oh, it, it's been a big help. You know, we've had like wrestlers in and out of the gym. We've had, uh, teammates, like their kids are going through, uh, or go in wrestling clubs and they bring them in and you pick up things here and there. And it's just a bunch of knowledge floating around. And we even got Bryce Meredith uh, in there now. And uh, I think he was runner up at the NCAAs. So he's been a huge help. He's, he's definitely been uh, helping me out. Um, so yeah, it's a big, uh, big wrestling team. Yeah. You're, you know, you're only 29 years old, man. It's difficult to tell if, you know, you are in your prime as a fighter, right? But inside the cage, when everything's going really well, what does it feel like for you physically and, and mentally? I, I think each fight, uh, I uh, I go in there and I'm a lot more calmer. It feels more like, like practice to me and not so much like the big anxiety of a fight. I got to like, it's hard to explain, but I don't have to go all crazy. I, I'm very precise in what I do, and I can keep my focus while I'm going through those like high press, pressure situations, like facing Kelleher. I was calm, like, and I. That's just from training, you know, and uh, that that's that's like the mindset I've been having lately, and and the confidence. So. Yeah, it, panic is just something that people really don't talk about in fighting because it happens all the time. You see it in the UFC. Yeah. That people panic and and then you put yourself into like a worse position, you know. And I like to watch uh, Benson here at the gym when he does his rounds, and he's just so calm. I think that you know Benson's smooth, smooth you know. <laughs> so he's so calm and just even when he gets himself like into bad situations, he doesn't mm -hmm. panic to where it gets worse, you know. So that's something I 
I uh, take from him and I try to apply it um, in my training and fights. Yeah, man. He's one of the, the greatest lightweights of all time, man. You get to see that, you know, he's always been calm. It's, it's not like he just kind of like developed that, you know, WC champion, UFC champion. Now he's trying to work on that Bellator title. Um, and it's it's great to have someone like that. Now you 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 got big momentum, man, heading into this fight. How do you see this? How do you envision yourself performing against uh, this guy? Um, I, I think it's going to be a quick start on his side. You know, I think mm -hmm. like that build up, getting back into the cage, he's going to be um wanted to get in there probably throw some leather around so uh just weather that storm i know i got great conditioning and uh, uh i think i'll be looking for a finish maybe at the end of the first second or third you know but i'm um, definitely looking looking for a finish to make a statement and prove that i should be fighting in the top 15 or somewhere near it so i gotta have a good performance against benito i, I saw in another interview that um you know, you're, this is your last fight on this current contract. And it, it's interesting to me because usually fighters, they re-sign ahead of their last fight. What was the yeah. thought process of fighting out your contract? Well, I think it was on the UFC's part. I think mm -hmm. they have a lot of bantamweights. And, um, and I think they're just making people fight out their contracts and then renewing it afterwards. Cause I think that's what happened to Shane Burgos. I think they made him fight out his last, yeah. his last fight. And so um, it's something on their side. So like I said, I need to go out there, have a good performance and, and hopefully renegotiate some, uh, some numbers there and get paid a little bit more to fight the, the tough guys. Definitely. Definitely, man. You're just on the rise right now. Um, your teammate, Sean O'Malley, right? He's going to face uh, Peter Yan. Some people out there, they're saying that O'Malley, this is his moment to have that, like, McGregor, although, you know, happen for himself, you know, and him the, playing the McGregor role. What do you see in that fight? Uh, I, I see Sean winning. You know, I'm always going to back up my teammate. And he's put in the work, you know. I, I've been part of his camps, a lot of his camps, most of them, actually. Mm -hmm. And for this camp, you could tell like he took he's taking it very serious he's doing more and i think he's he's mentally prepared to take on this challenge and obviously always physically capable so uh, i'm gonna have to back sean and and i'm hoping he has that uh aldo um mcgregor situation yeah because you know you know he has he's had his moments right where he's he's he hasn't looked his best in the past right and and I point to like Oliver as well, you know. I mean, you see Oliver now, like this guy, you know, he's arguably the best fighter in the world at this moment, right? But in the past, he's had times where you know he's faltered, and you know a lot of people point to that, and, and you know, like uh, with Sean as well. But I think yeah, he's improved. You know, he's he's focused. You know, if you watch the the videos that he puts out, you know, he's putting in a lot of work. November fifth, man, um, UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas. If you want to know more about the event, go in the descriptions and download the All-Star app. Thank you, Mario, for the time, man. Always good catching up with you. And uh, yeah, man, get that big money. Get that big contract. Thank you, John. I appreciate it.